that workshop threw me on my head. Like my head, my brain was over the wall after this workshop. My wife said, you came home, you were pale, like you're white as a ghost. Because I was actually upset because I realized in the span of the workshop that I knew nothing about my wife. I knew nothing about women. I knew nothing about my wife. And that freaked me out. Like, I mean, because you know, the, 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 the teacher would drop a bomb, you know, and she'd go, you guys, don't get upset, man. Like, don't get upset. You have no, we, they have no way of knowing this. But this is what happens to us. And she would teach the thing. And we go like this. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. I have someone that I know has a very unique story and is going to share with us a little bit into his background, kind of his upbringing and what he went through during that time and how he kind of pulled himself from that place that he was to where he is today. So I'm excited to share with you who we have today on our show. And today I have Andre Parody. And Andre has studied people for his entire life. Over a decade ago, he was compelled to teach his findings and knowledge to the mass. And he just kept asking him why things seem to be so hard or confusing when dealing with relationships, people, and life. Often relationships seem to be kind of like this power struggle and this magic is to be fully aware of the energy and magnetism in place of these dramatic and learning kind of negative atmospheres. So Andre, he is married. He's been married for over a decade and he's a proud parent of two teenagers, it sounds like, and his expertise spans not only in his knowledge of studies of research and expertise as a coach, teacher, educator, mentor, and public speaker, but also over his actual life experiences in dating, love, parenting, and business. So Andre, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of experiences, a lot of things that, that you have kind of shared with me here. So take us back well, tell us a little bit about you and, and then take us back to kind of how you kind of started developing this skill. Okay, so as you well, my name is Andre Parody. I'm a relationship coach. I'm in Los Angeles, uh, but it was a hell of an adventure getting here, let me tell you. <laughs> it was a hell of an adventure. So I was born uh, French Canadian in Montreal or outside Montreal, Quebec City, uh, in a speaking French in a Catholic family five kids um, in a snowbank, I always say, because it was horrendous. The weather was horrendous. That was, you know, so that was where <laughs> I landed on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so my story is, 
interesting, strange family dynamic. And it took me till the age of five to put the words, the words in my head and the feelings that I had since I was born together. It, it came mm-hmm. in one, I'll never forget. It was like a, phew. like uh, I'm sitting in the, I know I remember where I was sitting in the stairs. Um, I remember the wallpaper, the trellis. The, it was, it was a, this is an intense moment, five years old, <clears throat> where I realized that it was obviously, and it was, I was born in the wrong family. <laughs> You're going, okay, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, exactly. Like my, my mother resented me. I didn't know why. My dad was absent a lot. He was a businessman, so not to play his fault, but not, even when he was there, he wasn't, wasn't really there. I have four siblings. There's five kids. I'm number four. And wow. like nobody liked me. I didn't really like anybody. Like we could like jam. I was a little bit of a down kid, like the, the downfall kid. You know what I mean? I took all the crap mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow without being a victim. I, it was it was something that I watched. <clears throat> so at five, it was it was sort of very hurtful. And but I, at the same time, like the next second or the next minute when I as I'm putting this together, I'm like, wow, so like, this is all on me. Like, I got to take care of me because I could, you know, I could disappear. Wow. And this know is it. at five years old. Five. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, so bit, how do you bit, even like, like know how to take care of yourself at five? <laughs> well, I think you don't know, but you have no choice. You figure it out. You have mm-hmm. no choice. So, I mean, I had a roof over my head and there was food in the fridge and, you know, clothes in the drawers, but there was nobody there. You know what I mean? There was no mm-hmm. presence. So I remember like throughout my childhood, <laughs> I don't even know that's possible, but I would get up on my own when I was little. I would get dressed on my own. When I was little, I would get upstairs and eat on my own and I would go to school on my own. And like, oh. like it was just me. Like, even though this, like my older brother would get up earlier because he was in college by then. But other than that, I was just still in bed. And I sort of like learned to just take care of myself. And, you know, and I used to pray when I came home from school, like, in the afternoon that my, that, my, that my mother would be there. I just used to pray because to be with her was hard. Mm-hmm. She didn't like me. She resented me and I didn't know why. So like to come in the house when there was no one, there was like, oh. It was almost like this sigh of like, relief oh, that right. you didn't have to deal with that. Right, until, oh. until they, you know, they came home. But um, mm-hmm. so isolating and hiding and as much as I could. So, but anyway, so that just sort of was my story. And because of it, what happened to me is there was such a weird like how does it explain that to the kid explain it to anybody how is that possible how do you how do you land in the wrong family <laughs> like how does that, yeah. how, how's that possible so i became like literally like my my radar my internal like my antenna sort of kind of like a radar dish just sort of started aiming outward and i started watching everything and everyone mm-hmm. right because at school I, I, I started school kindergarten at that, that, that same year and I was the awkward kid because I was awkward kid from this whole situation. Like, like I don't belong here anywhere, right? So just so I end up watching people, watching people, just watching people, trying to understand my circumstances, but at the same time, just watching the I became fascinated with the human condition. And I basically became <laughs> like now that I'm a relationship coach at this stage, completely mm-hmm. fits that sort of story because I've been with people watching people studying the human conditions yeah I can imagine if you were kind of in this space where excuse me I can imagine when you were in this kind of space where you could 
like you're sitting back and I could just see you as a kid, just kind of like looking at, you know, people's emotions, people's actions to certain things and, and almost, and I can kind of relate with that in a little bit too, because I also am very hyper aware because of things that happened in my childhood as well. And so it, it does, it like heightens those senses, doesn't it? Completely. To really know when people are upset or when it's, something's about to happen, you can almost feel it, right? Uh-huh. So, so t- take me back where you are, this little kid, and you're doing that. So you're starting to be aware that, you know, you have to take care of yourself. You kind of have uh-huh. to do your own thing. But these new kind of feelings are coming up and little knowledge that you're kind of gaining from this it sounds like it became just it was just a way of being honestly Mm -hmm. it just was that right i'm I'm five six seven years old i do everything on my own right like (laughs) like i'm on my own so i i I had always had one friend in school so i was completely you know the geek or disconnected i was like but i was on the outside on the edges we were typically friend my friends were as odd as I was on some level right <laughs> so you know I was like the odd kids the not good at ball and all that shit right so but it was just it was just life it was just life and it was I was <clears throat> I remember um like a heavy feeling of sadness right like it just just from that they like how, how explain that to me right my own mother my own mother right. especially her especially her that was the that was probably the, the hardest yeah. But then I remember the like a year later in the first grade, um, six years old, my first grade, my first real school year, um, Mrs. Perry, very French, uh, she was a young woman, like 20 something, right? 20, just a young woman. I was six. And she fell in love with me. Aww. Like she <laughs> fell in love with me. Now, I don't know I what, there was a, I mean, I never experienced that at six years old. Mm-hmm. It still like moves me to think of it's crazy. Aww. I'd be I'd be at recess. I know, There's but I I, did, I didn't know what that was, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, but I remember that she would whew, she would they, uh, there's always two teachers that would walk the yard when we we're playing ball at recess, right? And she'd uh, I'd sort of I was magnet magnetized to her. I always because she liked me, like she mm-hmm. really liked me, and it was unusual. And I'd say something, whatever, and she just pet my head and she'd go, Isn't he cute? it's so, so sweet right <gasps> right and so um my job became like i want more of that <laughs> how do we get more of that you know i like this feeling i like this, this feels feeling really good and i've never felt this right here right. so i love that so i became oh, the good, yeah good kid and i became like the teacher's pet and i had like the first <laughs> you recall the door the, the, the door of the classroom is, you know, on the right side. So mm-hmm. I was the first desk by the front door. So if anyone knocked, I had the privilege to be the one dedicated to open the door and, mm-hmm. you know, to clean the board at the end of the day. Like that was a favor that, you know, it was an mm-hmm. honor to be, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> I was a little pet, you know what I mean? But she was, uh-huh. so, she was so good to me. Like I felt special with her. Yeah. Oh, that worked. It. That worked. That was, that was great. Absolutely love it. And then that same year, um, my dad had uh, was a businessman, and at one point, he had a friend and associate. We live in Quebec City, small town, one uh, TV station, and uh, somebody, one associate, said, "We're looking for a six-year-old boy for a, t- a car commercial." 
you know, you know, do you have a, he's my dad said, well, I have a six year old. So I ended up, long story short, um, being on a TV show, a TV commercial oh, wow. uh, for a season. Uh, and it was like two kids uh, playing cars, you know what I mean? It's like uh, uh, playing cars and it's a dealership. So we're driving to the dealership and playing games, the thing. So all of a sudden I'm famous. Wow. And with that, I got a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> and my friends used to have me kiss her at, at recess. Kiss, kiss her again. Oh man. my goodness. <laughs> they would like so surround they, they would surround us. Kiss her again. Kiss her again. Uh, <laughs> Isabel. Reminds me when I was in on the playground too. Yeah. Mine was a little bit older, sixth grade, but same thing. Yeah. You'd kiss <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> yeah. But then second fucking second grade going back to school I mean, that first year was a fantastic second year it all went to hell like teacher didn't like me mm. the third grade worse like worse mm. uh and then fourth fifth it just went straight just to hell. Went downhill oh. yeah so yeah. um yeah it was it was not a whole lot of fun yeah Until so i'm curious if yep. you felt like there was possibly angels kind of guiding you because i think about you being a five-year-old and taking care of your own self I mean, you know, we have angels that protect and kind of sure. are around us. I, I just almost feel like they were around you, almost like guiding you and protecting you. Because, I mean, I see five-year-olds and I cannot imagine them getting themselves out of bed, getting up, going to school, doing all those things on their own mm -hmm. without a little guidance and help. So, yeah, you know, looking back, yes, then mm -hmm. I was just doing it, you know, there was. I wasn't, it was sad, but I wasn't dying. I, it was sad, but I wasn't, right. you know, like I, I mm -hmm. just sort of one day at a time type thing, you know. Right, right. So now you're, you're kind of through the years, you kind of went through all these experiences. Life just kind of got worse for you. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. What happened at that point? So invisible guy, you know, don't fit anywhere. Awkward, you know, invisible, which is my whole, my story of my life invisible right so i went i ended up uh in uh, in a private high school senior year that then stepped into two years of college there was sort of different system out there so mm -hmm. in my senior high senior year of high school mm -hmm. that school you could take uh ballroom dancing for pe physical education i was a swimmer because it was solo sport uh -huh. <laughs> right <laughs> solo yeah. sport it's a and I like the water because it made me feel somehow refreshed. Well, I think water water is very embiotic, like embiotic, like yeah. fluid, like like in the wound. There was something mm -hmm. soothing about the water, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I always if you look for me, typically I was sitting at the bottom of the pool on the eighteen feet of water or fifteen feet of water. I would sit on the bottom of the pool just because it's a different reality. I would just sit mm -hmm. there and just as long as I could hold my breath. Wow. catch my breath and go back and just sit at the bottom like not swim sit mm -hmm. <laughs> it was zen like it was peaceful yeah it was, yeah it was i was like... just just about to say that it's <laughs> almost like this zen moment i'm sure that you were feeling and that probably felt really good so i was like i'm gonna do it again <laughs> that's what i you know that's what i was anyway so when so seeing you here this young cute little thing comes up to me uh, uh the first day because you had to sign up for different because pe was uh, there was a variety of things you could sign up for PE, and she runs right up to me. She goes, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I didn't know she knew I was alive. I was surprised the hell out of me. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" She goes, "You want to take ballroom classes with me?" I go, "What?" She goes, "Do you want to take ballroom? We have to sign as a couple. If you don't want to do it, 
you know, but I need a partner. <laughs> she's like this big. She's adorable. I'm thinking I'm not going to have to change. This is Canada, right? They get like half taken to get in the pool and the freezing water. Like mm-hmm. I want to, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> And this cute little thing, I would hold her in my arm. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness, I love it. No, that was just like a moment. Of, like seriously, it was just a moment in time. If I, if she'd have missed me that day, then my whole life would have been different. Like one moment is wow. insane. Mm-hmm. So we get to class. I think a week later, and this was this was a surprise. This was like, so the teacher starts teaching, and somehow, I did not know this myself. Mm-hmm. Everything that he does, I could copy instantly. Like, like this. It's just there. Wow. My exact reaction, like, wow, like, <laughs> this is cool, right? <laughs> and then he teach something. I had the girl in my arms, and we just do it. And I would just do it. So, like, and we, you know, we have it, and you know, then I, then I'd go take another girl just because her partner was struggling, and and the teacher used to get mad at me. He's like, can you struggle a little bit here? Like, you make me look bad. Like, you know, like because he had to go over the pace of the class, and you were a natural. Wow. Really, and it, 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 that was amazing because I think it was probably it could have been the first time in my life that I actually smiled. Mm-hmm. You know, because wow. this is a surprise, and this I own, this I have, this is a gift. Mm-hmm. But surprise, yeah, surprise. Sure. So then, of course, now I go from invisible man to the star of the class. Right, I become mm-hmm. the assistant to the teacher because I was that fast again somehow. Then I have and this all the. Is in college or in high school? Still? This is high school. This is high school. High school. Okay. So and then I get to hold all the girls in my arms. They're like, <laughs> "Wow, this is great." <laughs> but like, this is a different life. So I get a little bit of like, you know, like now the girls I'm visible. I'm a little bit of you know the student, whatever. Like feeling like I own something. I have something. I have a talent, and I smile and just like, phew, the girls like a guy who can dance. Okay, got it. You're like, okay, I'm learning. So, I'm figuring this out. I made it a career. Okay, I made it so, a career. so, so, so you actually dance for a career? I did dance for a living. Okay. I became, I became a commercial jazz dancer. I think today you call it contemporary. <gasps> Love it. So, moved to Los Angeles a few years later. I was fully trained. I worked with Michael Jackson. I worked with Prince. I worked with Paul Abdul. What? I worked with Julie Iglesias. I went around the world. I went around the world teaching, that is amazing. both teaching and performing. Wow! So, yeah, just the story, you know, of my first job is <laughs> another. My, my my life's the book. My life's the book. So, not sure which way you want me to go from here, but it's there. Well, I, I call that stage one of my life. No, I love it. I love it. So you're dancing and, and you're just enjoying it. You're being able to dance with a lot of these very like profound people that, you know, we all know. So what happened at that point? How did you then turn to be actually a coach? <laughs> well, my brain always looking my eyes always watching people right and and my Mm -hmm. my 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 obsession really is an obsession with the human condition right as I heal myself slowly because dancing actually saved my life it made me want to live where I didn't want to live so like you know as I got there's something to say about and dancers will get this and that's why dancers are addicted to dancing um, athletes do a, a version of that as well, but dancers have a different because it's something that when you put the vibration of music 
right? Which is powerful. Music is it very is powerful. powerful. The vibration of music in sync with your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you hit the pop, you know, on the beat with your own body, right? Like, <laughs> right? There's like, probably something exhilarating to you about that too, because you're right. You're you're releasing all these endorphins, and you're just like you're just feeling it, feeling dope. the music. I mean, I could totally. When yeah. I when I have a bad day, I dance. I get right. some music on and I start dancing because that makes me feel good. So I could see where this could really make a difference for you. It, it healed my heart. It, yeah. it healed my pain. It healed my misery. It healed my why am I here? Like I was here, I could do this. I could do this mm. really well. I made a career out of it, right? Like this, but I loved it because it made me <gasps> it brought me to life, literally. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because I researched everything. I'm I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm a complete geek so i research everything i'm a researcher first you know? hey nothing wrong with that <laughs> no because you know it's there's a lot of accumulated knowledge through the, through the years yeah. i started taking personal development workshop at 23 i never stopped whether i was doing business development money development mm -hmm. personal development whatever at one point i had a step two of my story but i i, I built a business that i took to the level that i could that I could take it with the knowledge that I had. So I took a business plus course to try to up the business. So I, my brain, always learning, always learning, you know, geeking out on learning, geeking out on learning and trying to get further ahead, get further ahead, next step, next step, next step, next step. Because I, because all of a sudden it was worth it. Like life is good. Life yeah, is good. So, so now you're being able to use all those skills that you learned. And I'll, I'm sure you were thinking, well, I'm really good at this and, and I, I know what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm sure, I mean, that's how all of us coaches start. We find mm -hmm. what, what are we good at? What are we doing? And how can we teach that to other people? So, <laughs> so mine is a little quirky if you want to get there as well. Another layer in the story, because I actually got to be a coach completely by accident. Looking back, it's no accident, but the way it happened okay. looked like an accident. Like random, completely random. So I stopped dancing uh, in, uh, in 2000. We, I, my wife's a ballerina. We were both entertainers. We traveled the world sometimes. Like we used to fly in the air. Like she'd come home and I was out, like in the air the same day, right? So we, we, we lived good lives and good, fulfilling lives and living our dreams. Mm -hmm. But we, I wanted children. She wanted children. So I was ready before she was. So I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. Eventually, you know, it's time. And I wasn't going to be an absentee. Absentee? Is that the word? T? Yes, absentee. Absentee dad. Right? Because I knew what that was. So Yeah, you didn't want to be like your dad. I get it. So I stopped traveling. You know, quickly, I opened a car business in Los Angeles to keep me grounded. I didn't quit the dance business. I just didn't want to fly everywhere to do it. I just wanted to do mm -hmm. it in Los Angeles. So if mm -hmm. I open a business that I'm grounded, which means I don't need to fly to Japan or around the world to mm -hmm. have a gig and be gone for two weeks to come back, right? And so if I ground myself up and open, open a business, I, I stay on the ground until there's a great opportunity. So, and then it would be worth flying out, you know, or to, for, for the credit. Right, because right? uh, it's a business of credit. Mm -hmm. You say Michael Jackson, say Prince. Okay, you're in. 
you know. Yeah, you're so, like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go. <laughs> right, how much do you want? You know, how much do you want to get paid? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, my life, I call it stage two of my life, my children, my kids, mm-hmm. right? So I opened the business, stay grounded, and like an avalanche, mm-hmm. it took off so quickly that I literally like didn't miss dancing for a second. I went like, yeah, woof. So, so your your car business took off? Is that my what car did? business took off so wow. fast, so fast that I didn't get a chance to even miss dancing or wow. traveling. Like it, was, awesome. it, it exploded. And I remember at one point I'm sitting in my office. I'm like, you know, this is all right. I get to sit here and they come to me as opposed <laughs> to me having to go to the airport and travel the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds glamorous, but, in, you know, in 15 years later, it ain't. But yeah, you know? when you have kids, it's you want to settle well, down a little bit. It. You want to be grounded, like so, you said. So, I, so, so I, now you're yeah. you're in this car business, but now you're doing coaching. So well, always, always, <laughs> always be searching, you know, for some all reason. Right, right. I love it. I love even it. my clients would come in front of me at my at my business to fix their cars it was a collision repair place okay. right so it's always a drama like they've been in that car accident they're upset they're mm-hmm. nervous they're, mm-hmm. what about my insurance I was, uh, uh, and i would go hold on i got this i'm coaching right so you I'm, probably yeah you were calming them down and, and it was the same that's a skill actually that you learned because i also had that skill too because i was a dental assistant and i used to have to right, see. calm people down in very stressful situations too so i get that you know sometimes they came with the car and the tow truck like it just happened like they're, oh, they're shaking the right yeah like, oh. but within even outside of those circumstances regular customers without emergencies or just like rolling up for an estimate you know because something happened to the car mm-hmm. would sit in front of me and tell me their lives it would just mm-hmm. spill out their life they would talk to me like they knew me and personal stuff right mm-hmm. always been i think that's the what do you call it the um rapport i had like natural rapport for people yeah, that have an ease when with people, people are comfortable with you they will tell you their life stories like and... over and over my customers yeah. i'm fixing your car you tell me about your husband yeah <laughs> well i could i could help you with that because i actually know this right ah, <laughs> so you I actually did. started probably helping people not even being a coach you were just naturally <laughs> gifted with this ability to be able to help people and then you realize probably hey I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> well, it was, it was, again, the teacher in me was already there. It was always there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when I was dancing, you also teach, right? right you go around right. the world, you have to choreograph, you teach. So you're always teaching. Okay, you have to, click, have to be clear for them to get it. So you, you learn to be a teacher, whatever it is you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So now I'm teaching them the same for their, their car, but now they're talking to me about their husband. And they're, you know. <clears throat> now, again, I knew a lot about this because I just, human condition right like when my wife got pregnant but before she got pregnant i i knew everything about making babies like everything <laughs> the first trimester you're gonna gain this one well, the baby's gonna be <laughs> two inches long you know as a so second you trimester. had already investigated all of this so but that's my that. brain anything that i'm interested in i investigate right, right? so right. i'm gonna have babies now and everything about babies so mm-hmm. so you know if i'm talking about you know people talk to me about their personal lives but again my my own story so so as I'm at the shop and I'm taking first, you know, workshops for all kinds of things, I always would sit in a workshop, watch the leader and go, I could so do this. This mm-hmm. is so who I am, like in the front teaching, like this is like, and it would, it would pull on my heart. Like I could so, you know, but like, it's drawing I, you, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the guy who owns a shop and you know, I'm not anyway. 
But in, anyway, 2006, I'm in San Jose, California, which is closer to you, mm -hmm. right? So I fly to San Jose on a business workshop to help me raise the profit at the shop. Christopher Howard, who has a bunch of you know, business building uh, courses, mm -hmm. San Jose for the weekend, I meet a lot of people that were from LA. On the flight back to Los Angeles, I'm sitting to, next to this couple that I actually had met in the workshop. So of course we have an hour and 15 to blah, 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 blah. So wow. she says to me, she goes, what are you doing next Saturday? I go, I don't work on the weekend. She goes, oh, good. You want to come to a workshop? I'm like, sure. Of course <laughs> I want to go to a workshop. She goes, it's on me. You know, I work for this company. It's on me. I'm like, great. Good. A workshop's expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I go, wait, so um, what's the workshop? Oh, she goes, it's a special we're doing. It's called Understanding Women. You're like, hmm. Well, not so. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, right? But I live in the Valley. Uh, the workshop's at LAX that morning, Saturday morning. I have to be at LAX at 9 o'clock in the morning, which is an adventure. My day off, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I remember getting ready because I said I was going to go, so I'm going to go. But I'm like, oh, man, really? Like, understanding women. Like, Yeah, I, you have to understand also because of my dancing abilities, my artistic ways of something, I always had, if you meet my wife, my, I always attracted sweet women. Mm -hmm. I always, I, had, I didn't do drama with women. I just had easy, loving, easy relationship with women because I always That's attracted awesome. the sweet ones. My friend would have these screaming, what are you doing, right? Like, so, so I thought it was me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to a workshop, understanding women, I'm like, oh, like, like, what are you going to teach me? Without arrogance, more like, yeah, like, that's not a thing with me, right? Like, you be sweet, don't yell, be kind, you know, blah, blah, blah. that's what I'm expecting. Anyway, mm -hmm. so I'm on my way down and like, just not thrilled. I walk into the workshop, there's 400 people in there. And I'm like, oh, wait a second, like Holy. the vibe, right? I'm like, this isn't cute. Mm -hmm. This is not, this is not cute at all. This, there's something going on here. Okay, now I'm curious. We sit down, the workshop starts. They had a woman, a woman sitting next to every man. Because there's actually, I just thought that was weird. Understanding women workshop, there's 100 men and 300 women. Like, well, right? So I'm they thinking, like, know more about themselves. <laughs> so for me, if you had a workshop called Understanding Men, you wouldn't see me there because I right. go, oh, I know me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's, I have no interest in that, right? So, but again, it was a special event you know, whatever. Uh, long story short, Mr. Cool here, who knows women, right, has a wife, and by then, they have a toddler and a baby, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for this stuff. Her and I are doing just great, right? There's no, I'm not looking for this stuff, right? And that workshop, threw me on my head like my head my brain was all over the wall after this workshop my wife said you came home you were pale like you're white as a ghost because I was actually upset because I realized in the span of the workshop that I knew nothing about my wife I knew nothing about women I knew nothing about my wife and that freaked me out like I mean because you know the, 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 the teacher would drop a bomb you know, and she go, you guys don't get upset, man. Like, don't get upset. You have no, we they have no way of knowing this. 
But this is what happens to us. And she would teach the thing. And we go like this. And she goes, just, you know, so, just so you know, it's not me who is this crazy woman in the front. Take five minutes and check with the girl next to you. And I remember I had like a 19-year-old girl next to me. And it, so this is bomb moment. And I go, okay, go. And I go, no. And she goes, yeah. And I go, but how do you? She goes, that's just how we are. I'm like, but that makes no sense. I know. You know, and it's like confirming like, and I go, but how do you function that way? I don't know. Sometimes we feel crazy too. I'm like, no kidding. I'd be crazy, right? So like oh confirming, gosh. right? So literally I was by the Hilarious. end of the workshop, I think I had like eight moments like this, right? It was terrible. It was very upsetting mm -hmm. because now I'm realizing, so just so you know, again, my brain and have to know everything and I'm curious about everything and I'm the fixer because I'm a guy. Realized that I know nothing about my wife. I just learned one piece was this. One piece was this, that I hurt her feelings all the time. Mm -hmm. Never my intention. She's my angel. My wife is my angel, right? I never want to hurt her feeling. Yeah, I understand that I'm constantly hurting her feeling. I don't mean to, but to her, it's obvious. I'm hurting her feelings. Not only that she knows I'm hurting her feelings, she actually will assume, because it's so obvious to her you don't say that you don't do this you don't right so obvious to her and all the girlfriends watching you know that's that's offensive right mm -hmm. and so not only am i clueless and hurtful but the assumption is actually that i even know what i'm doing and i'm doing it on a purpose what oh wow what no wonder you were like what yeah that was that's one of them there was eight of those bombs wow so now wow. i'm thinking okay so my lovely angel with my two little babies how long can she take this crap from me if she thinks that i'm she i'm doing it on purpose i'm hurting her feelings i'm planning on them almost or i'm aloof and you go hey you do i mean how long can a woman take this what like so i'm like this is unacceptable and the, the flip side of this is i have my four siblings at the time, all had been married and divorced twice and three times, one, four. I got my girl. I'm not messing this up because I don't know. Like, I was, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's my brain. Like, it was not going to be a statistic because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Right? So, of course, like, man, I, I went in. Oh, my God, did I go in? Did I so go in, right? That was the new juice in my life. I have a, I have a baby and a toddler mm -hmm. and a wife that I don't know how much I'm upsetting on a mm -hmm. daily basis just by breathing. No, no intention. Just by breathing. Just by breathing, <laughs> because I have no intention. But that's not what it looks like to her often. Oh, that's too gosh. dangerous. That's too dangerous. So of course, I take the entire company's curriculum. I think they had like eight or nine different workshops. I took all of them. At the end of this, I became a workshop leader for the company. They asked me to join them because I'm a teacher, right? Oh. And I'm that. So I guess so like sucked into the stuff. Too much politics, so I pulled out you know, quickly, because I wasn't going to work for me. The politics were not working. I'd like things clean. Yeah, they weren't. Um, but then the, the fire was on. The curiosity was on. And I'd done all that work. So then I started studying with Dr. You know, John Gray, Mars and Venus, right? Because he's got he's a relationship stuff, different angle, different right, research, right. research, different approach. So you was just Soaked really in, absorbing everything. So I did five masters, time. like five masters. John Gray, Pat Allen in Los Angeles, Shanti Falhan in the South, 
Esther Perel, who's now famous in New York City, mm -hmm. she's all over the place, studying mm -hmm. with these people. Five masters. They're all in the realm of relationship, but they all connect. They have different angles. Mm -hmm. um, different angles of the, the story of relationship. How do you connect? How do you, like, from sex, sex dynamic and cheating, anthropology, chemistry of our bodies that actually make our brain think and feel different than your mm -hmm. body, my body's different. So we're mm -hmm. different machines. So that's John Gray's work, especially the past like, 15 years, all chemistry, love and respect. Shanti Felhan, Dr. Palin is a therapist, a trained with a therapist. I'm not a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist because they're bound by too many, right? They're too, too bound rules and rules. Mm -hmm. so. as, a, as a coach, I do, as I'm, I'm also uh, an LP coach, right? Mm -hmm. So I do NLP work, which is energy nice. moving and like healing awesome. stuff really yeah. quickly, right? Mm -hmm. uh, ex I have, uh, I'm, um, so I have six certification in the work as well. So anyway, so I uh, have all this stuff because I couldn't stop, right? And all this time with the, the car business. Uh -huh. So all these things came up in the business. So like I'm now coaching my, my clients that are coming in with this material. And you should teach this. I know I should teach this. You should teach this. I know I should teach this. And it became at one point unbearable. I had to, because at one point I was trying to keep the business as an ATM machine. You know what I mean? Like people own businesses and they don't really right. run the businesses, right? Like you just mm -hmm. own a business and let it make money and mm -hmm. me cash out. Because I wanted to build this business, right? That was because now people start coming at me, right? My friends right, start first. Right. So, like, I'm the guy, I'm the love guru they used to call me, right? So, didn't see myself as a guru, but I had some amazing information and an amazing cocktail of information from these different angles. And that's how the machine, the machine started. I was trying to let the, the business run as an ATM machine because look, I was at a successful car business. It was like flying, but it required a lot of time and energy. Mm -hmm. But then my heart is compelled to do this like actually pulling you to do what you calling, love a calling from god mm -hmm. like a calling from god like mm -hmm. you you need you're gonna do this is this is why all this happened yep. from the from five years i old can on, relate right from five year old on that from a moment on this is what this is where i'm calling you to be ah damn and sometimes i resented it right because that was a lot so uh -huh. i try to keep the business and then start this business so I was trying to like, do this, go from this and transfer like my, you know, where you focus on becomes Tony mm -hmm. Robbins, right? So I was hoping to do this, but as I'm focusing here, like it will separate from this. And this is what happened. It both went two different it, directions. It both grew bigger. Oh, they both grew. Wow. So I became, awesome. I became insanely busy trying to manage both. And so long story short, I, I could not replace to replace me in the shop was a salary that would make made the thing not work mm -hmm. money-wise. So I could not replace myself and make it work financially. Somebody of so my caliber would be too expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. So then my choice was like, if the calling is here, I'm for five years, I almost died. Last two years, I almost died. I was doing both. Like wow. I was doing workshops, workshops on the weekend, workshop on the evenings on top of a 45 hour week. Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff so the only well, option we know which to... one won because well, yeah. <laughs> obviously you're a coach <laughs> yeah and and we want to hear more about that so yeah. so now you're a coach and you help other people with relationships parenting um you know all of these kind of life situations and stuff like that so if somebody wanted to find out more about you where could they go all right so if you go to my, my website is uh, projectequinox.net Equinox, like, you know, the Equinox is the perfect place between light, light and dark. 
right, right? or the or the season as well like like mm-hmm. not you know but i i like the equinox of of the day which means it's not dark enough to be it's not it's too light to be dark and it's too dark mm-hmm. to be light the right, equinox is that right. place so this is why i bring men and women like place in between where you know women don't understand men men don't understand women you know so my job is to teach them and bring them in the middle where we actually can understand enough about each other that we have the confidence of being able to get into a dance there's my life my past that. life right i love that yeah okay. so that's what that's what i teach so projectequinox.net if you go.com you'll end up in some kind of astrology something okay so we will make sure and put these in the show notes too so those of you that are listening they will be in the show notes below just make sure you check those out um also um i usually ask this question what is one thing that you did during that time that really helped you to get from this kid that was on his own to being so successful in all these businesses it sounds like everything you did pretty much was successful so how did that happen? How did you propel yourself forward to be able to do those things for someone that might be struggling with some of these? Yeah. Um, never stop. Never, never stop. stop. Action taker, I'm guessing That's is what it. it is. Yeah. Take literally, like, like, I would, there's only me. So I have to do it. Like, all mm-hmm. of it. You know what I mean? So like, it was, it was sort of like just one step at a time and never you can't stop like it's just go next 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 and and when you focus on and when you're driven driven because you have to right really it was survival in the beginning i mean the first few years oh my goodness so, whew, that was you know i i ended up like when i left the east coast to go to the west coast part i didn't tell you but i was i was 19 years old i, I uplifted my uprooted myself across the country and up in the other side of, the, of canada and I don't speak English. I don't have friends. I don't have family. I don't have resources. I have zero training. I'm 19 years old. All I can do is dance, right? I can't make a living beyond whatever anybody else can do without any training, which is be a waiter at a restaurant on Skid Row graveyard. Mm-hmm. That was not cool, right? Mm-hmm. I, I could have done that differently, but I just, right. I just had to get away from everyone and the pain. And I thought getting away would change the pain, but, but like literally it's, it was me, myself, and I. I have no. So you have to go, right? You next step, and next step. So you get a crappy job, that, and the next job, and then you constantly kind of up it a little bit because, you know, yeah. and so, and then that learning part, right? Always learning, learning, learning. So then that kind of gives you a little. I think mojo. you were always like moving forward because you were feeling those emotions that were drawing you. It was like pulling you over here. And, you know, we attract the things that we desire. And so those things were just coming to you at the time that you needed them. And you were just being attracted and, and just going and doing these things. Yeah, and, yeah. and you were being blessed because of it. So I think yeah. that um, you were listening to that. And obviously you've learned that valuable skill and lots of other skills that you teach now other people, which I think is amazing because we need more coaches out there. We need more uh, healers out there. We need more to be able to help people, especially through COVID and some of these things that we're dealing with. We need this. So I'm grateful to be able to um, share your message and to share your business because there are so many that are dealing with marriage uh, issues right now, I know, I know. so many, and personal issues as well that they don't know how to deal with. So I appreciate you sharing your message. And I didn't ask you this before. Did you have a freebie to share? 
Oh yeah, I do, I do. So if you okay. go to, if you, anybody listening, you know, this is like my gift to anybody who's curious, like, you know, if you do what I did, get curious and, and you know, jump in and check something out, that could be amazing. It's the things you discover, you know? Right. Um, so if, if anybody's curious about the work that I do, I do relationship coaching. Like I help a lot of women who can't find men and they're not sure what's, they think there's something wrong with them. Right. Mm -hmm. I help men sort of man up. I hate to say it that way, but there's a lot of like men have been shamed or no culture. They don't know how to step up anymore. So they kind of step back and mm -hmm. it creates a lot of pain for them, a lot of disconnect and a lot of loneliness. Mm -hmm. The ladies are also lonely, but they're hurt. They don't understand why they can't attract a, a good man or they can't, you know, they attract these non men. They attract, I call them boys, right? They don't want to, they, get, they just, they just want to have fun. They don't want to take care of them, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're like, all into you go girl, you know, kind of thing. But they don't step up, right? They, they want right. just women to have fun with and a woman wants more, you know? So women think there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. A little bit overcalibrated is what I help them with, right? And sort of how do you so bring back? Does your freebie help them kind of understand what kind of what personality yes. they are? Or so the, the, the freebies, a, a, a VIP, I call it a VIP, like breakthrough call. So okay. if you go to my website under, uh, on top, there's a contact slash appointment tab. Okay. Click on those. You have four options. Take the, the, the big one, the VIP one hour, okay. right? It'll take you to my calendar, book a day and time that works for you. It'll get, it get books me out. Okay. I'll send you a Zoom link. We do this, a call like this. Okay. And it's a what great call. It's a great call because I go right into the psychology of your past. Just like me, right? What happened to me kind of left damage, you know. On right. My you had to system. go back and heal that little boy. You have to fix it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So a lot of my, like within 15 minutes, we could go back to the injuries of our past that are damaging because when life kicks us in the butt, we all have stories when we're little. And we make decisions in before we full grown adults about people, life, the world, and ourselves. Right. And if things gone awry, then that becomes basically people get shielded up to, to protect themselves. They could to, right. to, to hold so to, they don't get hurt. So they get hurt. And those are great natural instincts, right? This survival mechanism yeah. is beautiful, mm -hmm. except 20, 25 years later. You're so shielded you that you can't let go. Yeah. And then you can't connect with men. You can attract mm -hmm. men. Men don't stick around. Men just don't take you seriously. And mm -hmm. so men, you know what I mean? Men can't, don't get their lives together. They don't push through. They, they end up in a friend zone. They, they don't know what's wrong with them. Nobody kind of takes them seriously, blah, blah. So we just go. So that call basically in 15 minutes, I'm really quick. Okay. We get to what happened when you're little, what decision you made about that. Oh, Oh, and that's huge. So, that. Right. So when you get that, Perfect. my favorite line is like, there's nothing wrong with you because people think there's something wrong with them, right? They, there's nothing wrong with you considering what happened to you. This is normal. Now, this is, we know, I know how to take you out of this. So now we know there's nothing wrong with you. It's just life, right? Your parents, whatever. And so what's the dream? The dream is this. We can roll. Let's roll, right? We're going to get through past this into you know, a new set of habits and clean up your baggage and step towards the dream and really open you up 
to be available and really seen want and you're really desiring. Want. So well, that sounds pretty darn valuable. So I think that you guys that are listening, if you are having any kind of issues with your relationship, with your personal issues, and you're finding that you're stuck or you're not being able to move forward, you definitely want to come and and just check out, you know, do the VIP um, and and do that consultation because if that opens you up to be able to find out what it is, then wow, what, I mean, that's worth so much. So Andre, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Love your story, love your message. Um, And uh, we will hopefully have you back sometime. So anytime, there's so many layers of stuff that I could like go into, right? Like yeah, Ooh, there's so many like in, in the realm of even relationship and what's happening in our culture and what's happening in our world. It's it's sort of we'll have to have you back and do that one. That sounds good. Can I throw something else in just for fun? Sure. You get a, you're gonna get a, another layer of my brain. So not only do I, you know, help people in the relationship and creating relationship, long term, healthy, loving relationships. But now, <laughs> makes sense. Now I actually am a minister. So at the end, I marry people. So oh wow! Last That's year, pretty did, cool. That, last year I did four. <laughs> I married them myself. Like the, from, I can't get a man to. I'm the guy who put them together. Wow. Or last year, there's two. COVID kind of kicked everybody in the head a little bit. So, but I two are engaged and trying to figure out when they're going to get married this year. So that is pretty amazing. I That's, love that you can take them through that whole process. So very good. Thank up. you again. Thank, Thank you for you, sharing darling. that. That was perfect. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. on the show today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us to all of our listeners. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Mm-hmm.